Hey besties, thanks for tuning in with us. Life is hard, families are weird, work is tough. And this week we're actually going to be talking about doing the best we can with the shit that you do for your friends. Um, And we have a very special guest joining us on this episode, our very first guest ever, my bestie, Emily. Um, Emily and I actually met um, working together a couple years ago and have continued being friends, even though she left me and I'm still a little bitter about it. Um, But Emily is here to join us. She's going to kick us off with her bestie experience story. Emily, take it away. Hi, well, thank you so much for having me. So the shit you do for your friends couldn't be more true relating to myself and one of my best friends. We will call her Marie. Um, So Marie and I decided to, we went to a Patriots game. Her and I both live in Connecticut. So we drive up to Gillette for the day. It was like a Sunday afternoon game. And we're having a grand old time. However, naturally, as things go at a Patriots game, we are proceeding to get more and more drunk. (laughs) And as this is happening, we were like, oh, well, maybe we'll just like hop into Boston. Like we're so close to the city. Maybe we'll grab dinner, you know, like sober up a little bit before we, you know, trek it all the way back to Connecticut. As more and more time is going on, I am doing what most would probably do in a drunk situation. I'm texting a man, um, a man who I used to hook up with in college who just so happened to live in the city of Boston. Um, So as things are going, we're chatting. And for some reason, I thought it was a great idea to be like, okay, you know what? Like if the Patriots win this game, which like they obviously did, um, (laughs) we'll come into the city and I'll, I'll come into Boston and we can hang out. So what happened? Her and I are driving a good, I don't know, like 40 minutes from Gillette Stadium into the city. Did we make it to dinner? Absolutely not. So as the good friend, my my friend Marie is, she drops me off at this man's apartment. We're doing our thing, grand old time. However, in the city of Boston, if you've ever been there, you know that there's no parking whatsoever. So this poor girl, after probably having seven to 15 Bud Lights, which I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but she is proceeding to drive around South Boston, bopping and weaving around, has no idea where she's going. Poor girl has never been to the city a day in her life. So finally, I'm done, had a great time, but now she has to come pick me up. And also myself being very, very intoxicated, I was like, Marie, I don't know how to tell you how to get to this man's apartment. So finally I just hand the phone to him. I'm like, please, please help my friend. Like she's driving in circles with all these goddamn one-way streets. Like I, I need you to help her. So another like 15 minutes goes by, she finally picks me up and we had to stop at a Dunkin' Donuts debrief about what just happened. We pull ourselves together, together, get a snack for the road, proceed to head home back to Connecticut. It's about like a three hour drive. Um, So Marie and I, we live in the southern part of Connecticut, and as one does, she had just so happened to also be texting a man she used to (laughs) go with in college. Um, So as we're driving, she goes, hey, like, do you think we could stop at his house? Because he just happened to live in the northern part of Connecticut, which, you know, we had to drive through to get home anyway. So I said, sure. I was like, you just did this for me. Like, I'll do the same for you. So now it's like nighttime though. And I drop her off at this other man's house. 
She goes in, does her thing, but instead of me driving around, I decided to just wait my ass in the car. But it was nighttime, so I'm just fully sitting there. I'm on my phone, listening to music, playing some games. She comes out like 30, 45 minutes later, and then we just proceeded to go home. Um, it was a great day, great time. Probably would do it again, um, but true definition of friendship. I love it. I love that you were like, hey, you know what? You did this for me. I'm going to do this for you. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. It's also just like, I mean, we're already driving through the situation. Like, exactly. I, it's like I'm, I'm not like going out of my way. Like we're already conveniently going in this direction. So like, why the fuck not? <laughs> yes. And it's just like one of those things. Her and I, we tend to think very similarly, but that day we were more in sync than ever before. This is the day you knew. We're besties for life, girl. Like, we got each other so well today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boston also isn't that close to Gillette. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I fully convinced myself that it was. But then fast forward, like, a few years later, when I moved there, not close at all. Like, I, no, we should have just turned our asses home and went back to Connecticut. You got there eventually. Drive through. So I, <laughs> I lived here all my life and I still fucking hate driving through this town and the city and anything around it. So I agree. Yeah. Well, I have a story about driving through Boston with one of my friends. So we were coming home from New Hampshire and I really had to pee. Like, really had to pee. She's driving, it's nighttime, and she is not going to pull into a rest stop. There is no rest stop. And I'm not going to make it all the way home. We weren't living in Boston. We were living south of Boston. And she's like, you know what? Like you, you have a friend in Boston, just call him up and ask if you can pee at his apartment. And uh, that sounds like the best idea in this situation. So I call up this guy and I'm like, Hey, um, driving through Boston really have to pee. Can I come use your bathroom? And he says, Okay. <laughs> he sends us his address and so we hop off the highway we show up at his apartment he lets us in I use the bathroom I'm like all right this is great thanks good to see you I'm gonna leave now go. <laughs> he's, oh okay so he's like you know what let me let me walk you to to your car um it's not a good neighborhood it's late at night walks us to our car gives us each a hug says it's great to see us get home safe Nice. Wasn't even weird. He had toilet paper. It was clean. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so then we're in the car and we're about going to head all the way home now. And she has a crush on this guy who's a few years older than us and also lives in Boston. And she wants to see him while we're here. And so she says, let's pretend you have to pee again. I don't know why I had to pee again. I actually just went like, why doesn't she have to pee? I don't know why I have to pee, but I'm like, all right, whatever. So she calls up this guy, tells him the same thing we just told the guy at the place I actually just peed at. And he tells us we can come over. But now we're not just on the highway getting off. We're driving through the city of Boston, all these one ways, back roads, traffic lights. Good thing I already peed. And <laughs> we get near his address and there's no parking. Everything is resident only parking. So she parks at a tasty burger. I'm pretty sure we were like going to get towed. And now we're just walking the streets to find this guy's apartment. 
because he didn't come to meet us like my friend he he's just waiting for us so we're trying to find this place we're running at one point because I don't know she thinks it's a good idea to run (laughs) we get to his building but there's like a lock on the door he doesn't come down to get us we're we're looking at the buttons trying to figure out you know which apartment is his of course it's not up to date we finally get in we buzz in rooms and we get to his apartment and now I'm I'm supposed to have to pee so I just go into the bathroom. She wants to be alone with him. And I'm in the bathroom, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know how long to be in here. I don't actually have to pee. I'm just checking out the bathroom. Not as clean as the one I actually peed in. <laughs> and I'm looking, looking in the shower, hanging out. Finally, I'm like, I should probably flush. I should make this seem realistic. Flush the toilet, wash my hands. Why not? You know, it wasn't really a place to dry them. So that was a mistake. <laughs> But it needs to look natural. It needs to look like I actually have good hygiene. So, because I'm supposed to be peeing. And so finally, I come out of the bathroom because that was the purpose of being here. And now she's in his room. So I'm not going to go in there. So now I'm just sitting at their kitchen table, just hanging out. I don't know who else lives here. The other bedroom doors are closed. Pretty small apartment. Didn't really have a living room. I'm just twiddling my thumb, sitting at the kitchen table. Finally, some time goes by. I text her. I'm like, you're good. What are we doing here? Should I, should oh. I continue to wait at the kitchen table? And she's like, we're good. You can come in. So we leave. Didn't really pan out the way she hoped it would. Um, but he didn't even walk us to our car, parked a Tasty Burger. We're just wandering the streets of Boston, get back to her car, head home. And I apparently peed twice in a matter of five minutes. So... You know, we didn't even get a snack on the way home. Should have done it better. But hey, you know what? Is this she is a red flag cool? friend for me. I just, mm, the judgment calls here are just not good. First of all, I feel like I learned, A, that you can learn a lot about a man from his bathroom. Just based on the whole yes. story that you just shared, mm-hmm. it's very telling how a man will treat you or how he will behave based on his bathroom. And so now... <laughs> Whenever I decide that in life, I'd like to have a companion, I'm going to ask him to send me pictures of his bathroom. <laughs> the three-in-one body wash, sometimes no hand soap. Mm. Toilet mm. paper. Men use it too. Hair in the sink. Ugh. That's, that's the worst one, I think. Also, the whole like not having something to dry your hands with. What do you want, what do you want me to do? Helicopter hands my way out? Of the- <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Also, what I- are you doing? What are you Probably washing? not washing their hands. Well, speaking of kind of crazy friends, we all do have that crazy friend. And similar to my last story, this, my same friend, Marie, she truly is the definition of my crazy friend. Because this next story I have is a little more um, concerning, some might say, but I'll say that it is concerning yet funny Um, But if we're being honest, mainly anxiety inducing, because to this day, I wish that I did not remember this story. Um, But it was summertime. My friend Marie and I were living our best lives. Um, We decided to have the girls night, just her and I, which is very dangerous. That should be a red flag from the beginning. Why people let us hang out, just her and I, is very questionable. Um, So we went to our favorite bar which is about 30 minutes away, which like, if you're thinking in like city time, that's probably like not that bad, but 
in like residential Connecticut. I mean, the bar, if you've ever been there, definitely worth it. However, like we could have just chosen to stay in our, in our town. There's plenty of bars here. However, nope, didn't think that was good enough. So her and I go to this bar about 30 minutes away. It just so happens that this guy that she, different guy than the Patriots, the Patriots story, um, this guy that she was hooking up with lived in the same town. Her and I were out at the bar having a grand old time. We happened to run into this kid's roommate who I had just so happened, I had hooked up with him once. One and done, one singular time like that. It just happened to be like her and this kid were flirting. Like we had gone back to his house to drink some more and like his friend, his roommate was there. And like we had flirted before. So like it was bound to happen eventually. But anyway, we see him out. And him and I are kind of like vibing, flirting, but at the same time, like this man doesn't owe me anything. Like we'd hooked up once, like we weren't like texting regularly, anything like that, but like, you know, we flirt. Um, So she, in her mind, took that as, okay, like Emily and this kid are, are gonna hook up tonight. So she decides to text the guy that she's hooking up with and being like, hey, like I think Emily and we'll call him Nick are going to hook up tonight. And he's like, oh, cool. Like, I'm not in town. Like, I'm at my parents' house. But, like, feel free to go over if Emily's going. You can just sleep in my room. So she's like, oh, my God. This is a great idea. The night goes on a little bit more. And then, like, I never see this guy again. I'm pretty sure he went off with another girl. Good for you, man. Like, honestly, couldn't care less. But then as her and I are proceeding to get more and more drunk, she's like, well, Emily, like he, he invited me over. Like he said that we, we could go over. Like, do you really want to drive 30 minutes home? And I was like, bitch, like, don't tempt me with a good time. (laughs) I'm very easily influenced if you already haven't noticed. So we fully go to this man's house and she never really confirmed it. Um, so on the way to the house, we proceed to get snacks. We got a pizza fully ready to have a slumber party. We pull up to the house and all the lights are off, pitch black, like questionable if anyone's even home. But like guys live there, guys are fucking stupid. They obviously leave their door wide open. So if any legal people are listening to this, we technically did not break and enter. Some may say that's bored unquestionable. However, the door is open, we got a semi invite. So we proceeded to get in. We just waltz right into the kitchen. I'm in the refrigerator looking for, I don't know, probably something to eat my pizza, maybe a drink. Walk into this man's room. And then you would think that they, this was like her boyfriend and they had been dating for years because we proceeded to turn on the TV. I'm taking this man's clothes, putting them on myself, fully getting ready to go to bed and have a slumber party. Like her and I were gonna Netflix and chill in the most best friend way possible. And just have a great night, like eat our pizza. So we're about to jump into this man's bed. And all of a sudden I got a wave of, wave of anxiety. Like it hit me like a sack of bricks. And I said, we can't do this. And she was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like the, no, we, he invited me. Like, it's fine. You can just be like, oh, like you could just even lie. So you like, you hooked up with him and then you came down here and slept with me. And I was like, that's not what I'm worried about. We're going to have to wake up tomorrow morning and then leave this house. I was like, what if one of them sees us? God forbid the roommate sees me and is like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? Like, 
could call the police. Like you two are psychotic. So whatever, we finally talk ourselves out of it. We drive home. She sleeps over my house. Good. You think everything's fine and dandy until the next morning when you naturally already do have the scaries from drinking. You question your decisions and your life. And I wake up and I go, Marie, what the fuck? Like, thank God. I was like, thank God we are waking up in my home and not this man's house. So we think everything's fine until she gets a text message from a number that she does not know. And I said, who is that? So fast, I mean, rewind to about 12 hours prior, she had texted this man's roommate, the one that I had hooked up with once because we wanted to watch TV. What is your Wi-Fi password? (laughs) But her being drunk, like I would do the same thing. She deleted the message. So like, you just don't, you don't even have to think about it. But he also didn't have her number. So he took it upon himself the next morning to be like, who is this? And I, let me tell you, I've never wanted to just throw myself into a ditch more in that moment. I, to this day, it gives me stress. I have gray hair and I was so filled with anxiety that morning and manic. Some would say that I had to call every single one of my friends at seven o'clock in the morning and say, please come over. I'm having a barbecue, very impromptu last minute. Um, but I needed to do anything to not remember my actions from the previous night before. She still brings it up sometimes. And yes, it is a funny story, but I hope um, for the sake of my sanity that they never find out. And you just shared it on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The odds of them getting back to them are hopefully slim, but. I really admire that you brought a pizza. (laughs) It's like you guys are like, how can I make this like the best experience for me possible? And pizza is 100% the way to just make it so much better for yourself. It just tops it off. And her and I like are all about food. Like nothing could make us happier. So like if we're bopping around the bar, having a great time, what better way to kick off a slumber party at a man's house who's (laughs) not there than with pizza. (laughs) Than with pizza and dressed in his clothes and in his bed. (laughs) I need to know when you left, did you change back into your own clothes or did you leave in his clothes? We left in his clothes. I'm pretty sure he might've texted her maybe like a few weeks later. I'm honestly, I can't remember if they continued to like cook after, after that, but him being like, do you like have my sweatpants? He had no idea that I was there. So those clothes are long gone. He, for all he knows, like he could have lost them himself. Well, speaking of throwing yourself or wanting to be in a ditch, I thought I was going to end up in a ditch. Um, it's a very trying story. It's also one of the stories too, where it's like, I feel like there's with situations where when people come to me for things, I'm like, oh, I need to help you because you probably wouldn't come to me if you really didn't need me. And I feel like it's such a rare situation when that happens in friendships that I have. Like we do stupid shit together, but not in a situation where it's like, I'm having an emotional breakdown. I need you to help me do this thing. So my friend who I'm still really close friends with, um, she was in school, we were probably like sophomores at this point because I couldn't have my car on campus freshman year. So probably sophomore year and she, we were texting throughout the day or whatever and she was going through it with her boyfriend at the time and her boyfriend went to um, 
Amherst, UMass Amherst. And she was in school in Boston, like in the heart of Boston. And she was like, I have no way to get out to this man. We're going through it. Like we've been having a hard time, blah, blah, blah. So she was like, can, can you like give me a ride to Amherst? And in my head, I'm like, yeah, like when have you ever asked me for anything like this? Like I'm more than happy to assist in this situation. So bless her soul, she takes a train, like hops on the commuter rail. I'm in school, like my college campus is in Worcester. So she gets on the train from Boston to Worcester, whatever the next train was. And that alone is like, I don't know, an hour and a half ride, give or take. So she's on the train. I meet her at the train station and I, she and I take the two hour journey to Amherst, which I personally will say I have never been to Amherst prior to this experience. And I did not realize that that campus is essentially in the middle of the woods. Like there's fucking nothing around it. We were also kind of, it's like borderline nighttime at this point, it's getting dark. I'm driving over train tracks and like, it's just weird. The whole thing was weird, Um, but I do drive her there. We get there as safe as possible. Um, And I didn't think of me now having to drive back two hours by myself. At this point, it's dark as hell. Like, I don't think I ended up getting back to my own campus until 11, maybe midnight. I mean, my little Corolla bopping around (laughs) on the pike. Okay. It's it's like raining. It's windy. And I swear, I would solely convince myself that I was going to somehow veer off the road and end up in a ditch because I've just never, I've never driven through a town or several towns because I really don't think I saw a streetlight until I hit like Lemonster. Like it was just dark and woods the whole time. And I don't know how anyone feels like that's a safe space to be. I did not feel safe (laughs) in my vehicle, I'm gonna be honest. Um, But needless to say, they are not together, um, which is probably for the best because he was a eh, kind of boyfriend. Um, I love the boyfriend that she's with now though. Like he's he's great. Um, But that was probably like the one time that I really truly, I wouldn't want to say make a sacrifice, but like I felt like one of my friends was like, I really need you right now. And that was the one time I was like, okay, I can do this thing. Even though if I personally feel like I'm going to end up in a ditch and no one will be able to find me because I'm literally in the middle of the woods. So there is that. That's, that's, you know, some shit that you do for your friends sometimes. (laughs) You didn't even get a bed or pizza or a place to pee out of it. No. Nothing. No. The only thing I got out of it was my own safety of driving (laughs) onto my college campus being like, you made it, bitch. All right. (laughs) You're good now. Go to bed. Now, did you have to go back to pick her up? Oh, fuck no. No, I did not. <laughs> I have no clue how she made it home. I don't really remember, actually, because she only asked me for a ride there. And I don't know. We must have talked about it because I wouldn't have just been like, all right, Godspeed getting back. Yeah. I would have been like, like, we would have had the conversation of how she's getting back. So I actually don't remember how she got back. Um, but it was not through me. I did not have to be a part of that experience. <laughs> One way service. <laughs> I'm the one-way ticket to your, well, potentially to your breakup, I guess, in this situation. <laughs> it's a long way to travel. It's to, a long way. To get broken. And I felt bad. Like, she was obviously going through it. She was very emotional. I've never, like, see, like seen her f- express that way. So I was also just, like, genuinely concerned. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I felt, I mean, it felt good to, like, help and, you know, provide some assistance. But... I was also one of those things where I was like, I'm never doing that again. I don't think for like anyone, <laughs> unless it's like broad day. Like I can't, I can't do it at night. I can't, it was too terrifying for me. Wow. The shit you do for your friends. 
Going off of the theme of friendship, as we wrap up the end of March, we did want to give a special shout out to our bestie of the month. Our winner is Marissa. Marissa not only sent in a story, but she also gave us a review on Apple Podcasts. So thank you, Marissa, for all of your love and your support. If you want a chance to be featured as a bestie of the month, you can write us a review and send us a picture to prove it, tag three friends in one of our social media posts and get them to follow us or email us a story to share about you doing your best. The more you do, the more chances you have to be featured. So thank you, Marissa, and looking forward to our future besties of the month. Well, I want to give a special thank you to our guest today, Emily. Thank you for coming on our show, talking with us and sharing the shit you do for friends. Um, Clearly, we're all just doing the best we can. Thank you for having me. Obviously, Stai and I were already besties, but Allie, I feel like you and I are besties now too. Absolutely. Stop. I die for this. Oh my God. Um, So if you have a story to share or you want to be on our podcast, I mean, I'm not against that either. Email us at bestwecanpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at bestwecanpodcast and on Twitter at bestwecanpod. As you know, new episodes drop every Tuesday. Remember, you're doing the best you can and your best is good enough. Bye, besties. See you next week.